you are locked on wild your minnesota wild every day here on the lockdown podcast network i am joe abouli your host of zonecoverage.com and with me is tony abbott tony how's it going today uh, I'm doing all right. I have an announcement. Uh, this is Tony Abbott, uh, also of ZoneCoverage.com. I'm going to be starting writing for ZoneCoverage.com this week. And uh, you should look for my first article tomorrow. That is Tuesday. Uh, and I'm, I'm writing something on Kirill Kaprizov, the ghost-faced Kirill himself. Good. Good. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh... How was uh, how was your weekend? Uh, finally, you know, the, after the snowstorm early early last week, we got some uh, we got some sun over the weekend. Did you get outside and get moving at all? Um, I we went to uh, to Mounds Park for a little bit and, uh, and and then uh, went for a drive. Uh, other than that, uh, no, not really. I just kind of I, I took a bit of a uh, hold on, it's my dog around at W A L K today. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and I and I spent most of my weekend uh, actually uh, cleaning the house. So uh, got yeah. it looking good. Got uh, got stuff that uh, doesn't usually get done done. So I'm um, uh, I'm pretty set on that. And and yeah, just uh, hoping this week turns out all right. Yeah, I I myself did some uh, did some cleaning as well. So I I, I dusted off uh, the layer of dust that was in my office here. Uh, where my mixing board is at and everything like that to uh and so I'm a little worried about my my audio settings and whether or not they're I'm coming through <laughs> clean but I think I'm dialed in I think I got it so speaking uh, of house cleaning we got some uh we got some results to announce yeah speaking of some house cleaning we got we have some results from the first two episodes of judge Norty if you haven't been listening uh and you're and you're new or you're just checking in for the first time in a while uh we came up with a um a uh a Wednesday show idea. It's uh, it's kind of a, a courtroom drama, sort of, as you probably would call it. And uh, what we do is we uh, I play the judge, Tony plays the prosecutor, and we have invited guests on to basically defend a player, a figure, or a um, a decision made by the Minnesota Wild as as like they were actually good. You know, the a player might be uh berailed on social media or in, in, in at the water cooler uh as maybe not being good kind of like the joe mauer effect you know like we're trying to defend them a little bit more than maybe what the the common thread is or common narrative is around them so we've what we've done is we organized into this like a, as a courtroom drama and uh then we also send it out to you on twitter our listeners to be the jury and we have the results of the first two cases the first case was the state of hockey v charlie Coyle, and it comes out the state of hockey was winners by 60 to 40 yeah boy (laughs) oh no 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 that's it that's all we have to that's all we have to say yeah, I was going to say in the sentencing is for Charlie Coyle is to spend an eternity in mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then for last week, we had uh, Panda Pete Don, our friend, who is uh, going to let everybody know about this result. It was the state of hockey versus Alex Stalock. And Alex Stalock gets let go free in a sweeping decision by the jury. 75% to 25% in his favor. So, uh, How many of those votes came from Duluth? 
Good question. Rigged. Uh, I wish it had more analytics on it, but uh, <laughs> yes, Tony, you are now one and one. So, uh, you know, not a, not terrible. I mean, I mean, you might as well have been like the 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 rainmaker in the first one. Look, does every does every case on Law and Order SVU come out as solved by Mariska Hargitay? No, that's that's not the case. So, you know, you 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 try to you try to lock out the players you can. And, uh, and you know, the ones that don't, well, you, you just live to fight another day. <laughs> um, yeah, well, sometimes uh, you just got to lick your wounds as a prosecutor. Um, sometimes you just don't have a good case. You don't have enough uh, evidence. Uh, no, and, no, no. Uh, I had a great case. <laughs> I had a great case, buddy. A lot of recency bias in that Staylock one, though, don't you think? Mm, yeah, I, uh, I, I would agree. I would agree, but... You know, like whatever the decision is, the decision. It's our listeners who made the decision, and and you know we can't talk about it too much more without insulting them. So we're gonna move on, right? And you know, Judge Norty, again, we're we're airing those on every Wednesday, and uh, you have from basically when the show posts until uh, I think it's Sunday night because uh, it's about a five day poll to go on Twitter at Locked On Wild to vote for your. Uh, verdict, whether you're finding in for the uh, the state of hockey as the prosecution or the defendant. So uh, it's I think it's fun. I think I've, we've had a blast with it. Our guests really thought it was a great idea, and they've had fun with it too. So we encourage you to check that out. And really, when it's in quarantine like we are, what else are you going to do but listen to the courtroom drama you never asked for but that you're getting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a first break here and dig into your mailbag questions. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back. Welcome back to Locked on Wild here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And today is our Mailbag Monday. We have your questions locked and loaded. But I do want to just touch on that uh, you can get a hold of us or send your mailbag questions in either via email. Just go to LockedOnWild at gmail.com or also on Twitter at LockedOnWild. Make sure you're a follower of both those accounts or at least, you know, touch base with us. Uh, say hi to us during your quarantine. And uh, even when the hockey season does resume, you can always say hi to us as well. So, Tony, you got the questions. Let's start. Johnson from Wisconsin asks, Who do you see the Wild considering for first-line center between Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala? Not stall and through the minors, trade, or free agency. I don't know if he's asking if we see it as coming through the minors trade of free agency or, or what, but I, well, I think it's trade is the most likeliest. Well, I don't even know if that's a word, but I think <laughs> trade is most likely if you're going to go out and get a new one, if it's not going to be Eric Stahl. Um, Cause I don't think that they have enough people in the minors or I don't know if the rookies the uh, the young prospect players are quite ready to step into a top line role. Although I would like to see maybe like Alexander Havana get a chance at, uh, up on that uh, up on that line, whether or not he plays center or, or what. We I don't really really know, but um, I don't know. Give him a shot and and uh, see what can happen. But uh, um, I don't I don't think they're going to get what they are looking for in free agency. Yeah, they definitely won't get it in free agency. Uh, the the one thing that, and I've, I've kind of beat the drum on this before, but uh, the best case scenario for the offseason for me is for Minnesota to be able to uh, swoop in on Tampa Bay, who is almost certainly going to be in cap trouble this offseason, and uh, and steal yeah, Anthony Sorelli. 
Like, that's that's my most ideal outcome, and mm-hmm. I think that that would be a really great uh, option to put in between those uh, two players if uh, if you are doing that. Um, I don't know if uh, if Alex Hovanov is super ready for primetime yet. Uh, right. I wonder if that player might just be Jules Eriksson Ek because he's a he's a very good defensive player. You have two players who are going to take care of the offensive load for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not maybe put in someone like Jules Eriksson Ek who can defend, who can, you know, handle himself, maybe not uh maybe not be like an offensive driver necessarily though he mm-hmm. did uh drive offense this year uh he just didn't do very much scoring but he's not going to do a ton of scoring but you've got you know two people behind uh beside him who are going to be driving the scoring there anyway so mm-hmm. you know kind of be that miko koivu to the uh, jason zucker mikhail granlin uh tandem like could you see that working out um yeah what if they did the uh the world junior captain line I know you want Kevin Fiala there, but just what if they went with uh, Luke Cunning with Jules Eriksson neck in the middle and Kirill Kaprizov? Mm, was uh, was Kevin Fiala the captain of uh, of the uh, the Swiss team one year? I bet he was. Ooh, well, we probably have to double check that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll we're not going to do that right now. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's uh, let's move on. Morpheus from the Matrix asks, "What happens to Gal Chenyak? Mm. I didn't hate his play when he joined the Wild, but I still don't think that there's really a whole lot of long-term here for him. Now, if if they exhaust all their opportunities and, and stuff like that, I'd rather maybe give him a shot more than, over like a really long-in-the-tooth, expensive center in the NHL through free agency, and I, I'd maybe go – knocking Galchenyuk's door a little bit as a cheaper option. But, uh, again, I don't know if he's second-line center, third-line center at this point. Unfortunately, I just don't know if we got enough of an extended look to really know what he can do. But uh, that being said, um, I'm still not sold on him being a long-term fixture here in Minnesota. No, but I think that uh, I, I, I can see him getting signed as, you know, an insurance policy. You know, maybe go out big game hunting this offseason. Maybe one of the guys that uh, we talked about at the trade deadline, maybe uh, maybe one of the centers um, who might be coming up on restricted free agency like Anthony Sorelli. You know, maybe you <laughs> land one of those. But if not, you uh, have Galchenyuk, who you can probably maybe – plug into the third line center and like I mean let's face it if you don't get you know if you don't get a uh, an impact center in the offseason then like does it really matter anyway so right. you get you get Galchenyuk to, to fill that hole in case you can't land someone if you do land someone you can shift him to wing and you know even if he doesn't work out on, on a cheap one year deal like just throw him in the press box who cares at that right. point um, exactly but I think he sticks around. Morpheus also asks, if you had to pick one game in Wild History to rewatch, what would it be? One game to rewatch. Man, I almost... So I watched back the Game 7 against the Avalanche from 2003, and it was great. Um, the comeback, Marion Gabrick's tying goal was great. But... With the way the Wild stormed back four times in 
2014, that game had literally just about everything. And um, I'd watch that again. And I know we're going to get a chance to watch that back. But right now, off the top of my head, without really looking at much, um, that game was was so great. And, and like I said, the, the back and forth um, with ultimately the Wild winning, it was great. Um, that's probably my first pick right off the top of my head. Uh, game seven in uh, against Colorado uh, in uh, in twenty fourteen. That was uh, that's mm-hmm. my pick. That's the best wild game of all time. It yeah it it had all the everything. It just had everything. Yeah, and uh, and uh, including heroics from Nino Niederreiter. Writer. But if I had to pick uh, four minutes of, of wild hockey to watch on a loop forever and ever, uh, the last four minutes of hockey that we saw uh, before the season shut down where Kevin Fiala scored in overtime, I would watch those on a loop too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. Him in overtime. What a treat that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh that's that's maybe the cruelest thing about all this <laughs> is that uh is that we don't get any more overtime fiala until at least like August, but probably not mm-hmm. until you know uh hockey starts up in October again. Yeah. Alright, next question. Ben Remington asks so not saying anyone partakes or anything, but what's your favorite terrible for you snack that would be possibly consumed? And around a particular time on on perhaps this particular day, <laughs> uh, my favorite munchie. Yeah, there you go. Your favorite munchie. Ooh, we're talking like funyuns and and like stuff out of a bag. Yeah. So uh, I would I would probably like I think my go to bad for you snack is Doritos. Yeah. But, like I I have it normally. Mm-hmm. So like if I was gonna go and, and just go like really bad for you, um what are uh zingers? The the, yeah. the they're like the, the the Twinkies with the raspberry coconut Ooh, yeah. uh topping, I guess, or covering. Uh that's like my go to like when I'm just like I don't care about anything. <laughs> I'm just depressed and I need just um, an injection of sugar, and I I don't like I, I give no f's. That's uh, that's my go to. Uh, crunchy Cheetos, probably. Like yeah. I'm not normally a f- like a big eater of Cheetos in general, but the re- the flaming hot crunchy Cheetos are are the best. Um, and I would advise against eating salted roasted peanuts. Um, I did that one time and got salt in my eye and I didn't know about it until my friend was laughing at me. So, um, don't do that. It's a family show, Joe. <laughs> one time I, I did get some salt from like some planters nuts in, in my eye and, um, it did not feel good mm. when you're, um, in a particular state. We understand. All right, moving on. We'll get to more of your questions right after this. You're listening to Lockdown Wild. And we're back. It was probably a good time to take a break after that way that last segment ended. Let's let's not talk about that and keep moving on with your questions. If you and you alone had the power to change the Wild Goal song, what would it be? You can also steal from another team and they can no longer use it. Well, I definitely would change the goal song. Oh, for sure. Um... 
I kind of like the let me clear my throat that Buffalo uses. Okay. It's different. Um, although, like, in, like, a sort of, like, sleuthy kind of way, what about uh, the Fratellis from Chicago so we never would have to hear that crap again, except when our team scored? Yeah, that's a that's a really good goal song. Are, are the Fratellis from Chicago? I don't care. I never want to hear them play it at the United Center. Well, you don't get to hear it that much anymore. <laughs> uh, they're from Glasgow. So yeah, you could you could definitely steal that one. I, I think that might be the best, um, the best uh, goal song that's currently in the NHL. I think uh, it's very fun. Um, I would say. I think the one that I would pick, and this was suggested to me uh, by uh, by a Twitter follower a while ago. It's I, th- I think they're a German metal band called Powerwolf or something like that, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and they have a song called "We Are the Wild," and uh, and that would be like I'll I'll link it in the description, but uh, I, I could definitely see like that being chanted in the XL Energy Center, and that just uh, being. A really cool goal song for uh, for Minnesota. I gotta hear it now. Yeah, actually, uh, just uh, just so you get a chance to uh, to to hear what I'm talking about, I'll just uh, play a little bit. Uh, please do not sue us, Power Wolf. Uh, you are legally not allowed to sue us if we say please. So l- with that in mind, <laughs> let's go. sound to it that I think that uh, plays in an arena very well. Yeah, I think it's a, I think that's a very chantable song. I think a lot of people like uh, com- I, I think a lot of the people who complained about like not really having anything you could do to like let's go crazy, which like I kind of get um like I still prefer to crowd chant, but if you want audience participation, I think that that has audience participation in spades. Oh, absolutely. Kind of in a sense, like how the Dallas stars have used the, uh, Cowboys from hell. Yeah. They've used Pantera's Dallas stars. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, No, I'd give that a chance. I, I, I think that uh, I think that would work, but uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving. You you would steal uh, you would steal the Fratellis, probably. Well, just so that the Blackhawks couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> it's a really good one. Like I can't I can't blame you for doing that. Let's uh, let's breeze through these uh, pretty quick. And, yeah, and this yeah. is a big question, so uh, I'm, I'm sorry that we're gonna have to cut this a little short. This is still from Ben Remington. Do the Wild have to trade Brodeen or Dumba the next year, or is losing one to Seattle okay? Ooh, no, it's not okay to lose one to Seattle. It's not okay to to lose one to Seattle. I don't think you have to trade them before next year, but I do think that uh, that you have to get some sort of value for them by the time Seattle picks because both of those guys are, are too valuable to uh, to lose. Yeah, no, if you just lost them without gaining any sort of asset back, which, I mean, even going into this trade deadline... 
the Wild certainly could have had a lot uh, coming back to them if they had made a move. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at the trade deadline, when 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 budgets are a little tighter, uh, maybe not so much as that they were hoping for. But but yeah, if you just lose them, bad move. If you make a trade, do you have to trade them? I'd say that you can still navigate through uh, through our the, the expansion draft by protecting at least those players, but you have to get creative and you might lose a forward that way as well. And you, yeah, I was going to say you can protect both of them too and, uh, and just go the eight skater route. You can do that. But like you said, that kind of opens you up to maybe losing a forward, but maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I don't know yet. Um, all right. Uh, left sharks, but beardless asks, uh, what D and D race are your favorite wild clubhouse members? I I have no idea. Do you? No, I well I don't, but I just quick did a a D and D lookup. Okay, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna go with this one um, because of uh, the the definition of this one. I'm gonna go with a druid. They're the priests of the old faith. They you know the 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 state of hockey, the the hockey folklore, the North Stars, all of that stuff. Wielding the powers of nature. What else is nature other than the wild and adopting animal forms? The wild mascot or whatever it is, is some sort of animal form. (laughs) We just can't decipher what the hell it is. So I'm going druid. All right. Uh, I'm going to say a power wolf. I don't know if that's a thing. It's probably not, but uh, but that's all I'm going to go with. I also saw something, some mythical being called a bugbear, which I thought, man, bear pig, it fits. It's all good. <laughs> Please do not sue us, Power Wolf. Um, <laughs> still left sharks, but beardless. What's the D&D alignment chart of the wild? I don't have a damn clue. <laughs> Boring neutral. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, ben again, signed to a seven-year deal. Uh, acquires a rental in a fir- er, for a first-round pick and force permanent retired. This is a Mary F. Kill. Uh, Milan Lucic, no Chris Rama. Russell, and Martin Jones. Oh. Um, so probably permanent retirement, Chris Russell. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Acquires a rental of Martin Jones and Milan Lucic sign. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I, I would acquire Russell's a rental for uh, a first-round pick. You can just uh, stash him in the box. Um, same thing with Milan Lucic. I'll, I'll sign him to a seven-year deal just because uh, at least it'll create some comedy fodder, if nothing else. And uh, Martin Jones I'm going to uh, force into a permanent retirement because... We all know how a bad goalie that you cannot play being on your roster clogs up everything else, whereas you can at least hide the other two in the press box. But goaltending's weird, man. It's weird. It is weird. You ever see goaltending? You ever see goaltending on weed? <laughs> did, you see the, um, <laughs> did you see the old commercial? It's been sur- surfacing up. It was like a McDonald's commercial. I don't know if it was in uh, Canada, but... Uh, there, there's like uh there's like a, a a very small goalie playing in net no okay well you're gonna have to watch this as homework right. you're gonna have to look this up um right. johnson from wisconsin why won't the nhl combine the entry draft with the expansion draft next year and have it in seattle because i'm pretty sure that they have already promised the draft in uh other places 
prior to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they could do the ex- entry, the expansion draft like a couple days before. I, I would give them the ability. I'd give teams the ability to assess what they've lost and and the picks that they they've got back or whatever was in the in the ancillary moves around the expansion draft to perhaps maybe come up and change their game plan of how they're going to go into the draft. So um, that's why I wouldn't combine it. All right. Uh, I would say that another reason too, is you want, uh, you want the expansion draft to own some news cycles, right? Uh, right yeah. You don't want to get out all of your big off season events in one day. You're going to want to, uh, to, to have them. You're going to want to have reasons to talk about the NHL, on two different days, not just one week. And, um, <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. our last question from Morpheus of the Matrix. Least favorite wild jersey and favorite Nintendo DS game. I think that one might be just for me. Yeah, I don't have a Nintendo DS game because I never had one. Um, but uh, least favorite wild jersey, I think, is the original away jerseys. Those dark greens with the long trimmed sleeves. Um, I think those by far are my, my least favorite. And uh, we also did a, a ranking of wild jerseys in probably like one of our first weeks of Lockdown Wild, so go back and check that out. I can't remember what I put last on that one, but uh, but yeah, one of the uh, one of the old. I, I I think that you might be right. Just like the uh, the original green homes um, are like, I guess they're not. I wouldn't say that they're bad, but they're not particularly great either. They just don't age well either. As for my favorite Nintendo DS game, if, if you're talking just Nintendo DS, uh, I would probably say that my favorite is Pokemon Soul Silver, just because uh, Soul Silver uh, has been. I don't know if it's my favorite anymore, but uh, it was definitely my favorite Pokemon game at the time. Like if you go back and play it now, it's uh, it, it's kind of a grind because there's not like that much stuff that's uh that's high experience that you'll find in the wild so it's a little bit of a grind but i i i I loved silver when i was a kid and that was just like the perfect hit of nostalgia if i can include 3ds games uh mario kart 7 is a bop i love it (laughs) it's a bop it's great it's a banger okay pretty sure both those those things only apply to music but i don't know if there's like a i don't know if there's a game version of that so I just never really got into handhelds. Like, I think I had a Sega Game Gear. I had one game for it, and that was pretty much it for handhelds. I never had a Game Boy. I never had a 3DS. Um, I bought the kids a Switch, and that's about as far as I've gone to, like, handheld gaming. Otherwise, it was mostly console or PC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to finish I gotta finish a bunch of uh, 3DS games, too. Like, uh, Star Fox 64, I need to finish. I need game. to finish uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, trying to think of other ones. Uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns. Um, that one's uh, that one's one that I I've been wanting to play, but I uh, haven't gotten to. Uh, Chrono Trigger on the uh, on the DS. Yeah, a, a lot of these games now that I'm thinking about it are just like games that were made for other systems that got ported to the DS. <laughs> but uh, all right, you know I like what I like. I don't I don't have to apologize Let's- for it it to another episode of Judge Nordy coming up on Wednesday. So, Ooh. yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for today's Mailbag Monday episode. Tony, where can we find you now? You have made a change. Yeah, you can now find my work at zonecoverage.com and uh, and I'll be uh, debuting 
uh, on Tuesday if everything goes right, which uh, which it should. It should. I've, I'm almost done. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I'm glad you're part of the team now. Yeah, we're, we're together again. <laughs> to, it's, we're together again. I gotta, I gotta workshop the song. We'll figure it out. Anyways, uh, that uh, you can also find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15, and uh, I also do write for ZoneCoverage.com. I haven't written in a while, but I will. Uh, we gotta figure out a plan to uh, wrap up our wild coverage for this year because I don't feel confident that we're gonna get it. Uh, uh, season ending here anyways that's going to do it for today's show if you liked today's show please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use you can follow the podcast on twitter just look up at locked on wild and like i mentioned in the last segment you can also get in touch with us via email just email us at locked on wild at gmail.com Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday during the season and Monday, Wednesday, Friday during quarantine and the offseason to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day. <laughs>